Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Out of Hand, our podcast about League of Legends Wild Rift. My name is TJ and I'm joined as always by WCS caster and former League of Legends PC coach Omo Leonard. It is episode 10. We have made it to the double digits, baby. Nothing of value was set, don't worry. Uh, are you back home? Is that... No, that's not a thing. I am still in Australia. I will be in Australia for another like two weeks-ish. So yeah. So I promised people that you would be back home this week. Well, they're going to have do... to wait till like episode 12. But you did do VCT. I Yeah, there's actually a picture on my Twitter. That's going to be twitter.com slash omo2 underscore 2, where you can see I'm sitting on my floor using a, a laptop that I borrowed with a scuffed ass setup, basically, TLDR. I love that I'm rubbing off on you. Great self-promotion. Uh, I will link that I tweet do. in the show notes at podcast.esportstj.com so you can find yeah, that I've always there. got the good content, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, second of all, that's incredible. Uh, and I love that for you. Yeah, thank uh, you very much. I'm actually doing VCT playoffs tomorrow and I've upgraded my setup so now I can put the laptop on a bed instead of on a table so it's not as bad as just sitting on the floor now. Congratulations, and I can't believe you decided to do the Valorant Champions Tour for our episode 10. What can I say? I'm just a hard worker. Yeah. Uh, the other people who've been working hard is whoever EU's got on the inside of Wild Rift Esports. My first bullet point in my news doc is uh, OMG, I don't know if you saw this, OMG, who were in that, that yeah. group with Team Queso, dropped out. They can't make it due to visa issues or COVID restrictions or something. They dropped out. They don't say why. And they're replaced by J-Team. What is going on with Europe and their group draws? I mean, I, I think it still doesn't matter. I think at the end of the day, like a fifth seed Chinese team is still going to beat EU. And that will be, that will be the test, Right. Because last year, they also, Team Queso at Horizon, also got the, the yeah. group of life. They got the best possible yes. conceivable draw. They didn't have the, the second best team in their group drop out of the group. So this is a new <laughs> high. But they, they got the best possible draw, and they still didn't look too good. So yeah. I guess there, there is some extra pressure, maybe, yeah. on uh, the second seed out of Europe. But and I, think I, I, I mean, I'm just going to add it in there for what it's worth. OMG were the fifth to sixth seed going into playoffs, while J-Team were the third, fourth seed. And they only lost to OMG in the lower bracket finals in a five-game series. So I don't think the gap, the skill gap between OMG and J-Team is going to be that massive. I don't think it's that much of a detriment to the uh, w, WRL teams to not have OMG there. Of course, it sucks for the players, for the team, but I, I don't think it's going to be too bad. Yeah, I mean, that is where I was going to go. I was going to say, I think J-teams still are uh, very good. I, I I would disagree. I think... I think OMG deserves their win, which is an yeah. awful thing to say because it does imply that sometimes teams don't deserve their wins. But, you yeah. know, that's true. You know? <laughs> sometimes teams get out of tournaments and you're like, mm. But J-team definitely did lose that series and they did so by not being able to adapt to what OMG brought uh, in their second swing. Yes. Um, so I think that... I think that there is a step down, but I concur with you that JTM are a very good team. So uh, we'll get to see them at the Icons instead of OMG. Uh, maybe good news for Europe. We'll find out. 
That's going to be Group C, of course, which is the Rick's GG group uh, that has been that has been yet again compromised by European agents. Sorry, my brain. I'm just looking at the groups. <laughs> Very good. Well, I was going to keep going, so unless yeah, you have going, anything else going. you want to... Right. No, that's fine. Keep going. Uh, we do have the patch notes. There's like the, the point A notes to discuss. Why don't we talk about... Why don't we stop off in like Gamer Corner and then we okay. can use that to launch into the patch note hallway. What is the Gamer Corner? So we are one week into the release of Echo. This is Gamer Corner. Um, okay. And I have to say from my personal experience... He might be the perfectly balanced released champion. Nah, that's not a like, thing. He might just that's be not a thing. perfectly alright. I do not believe in, in a perfectly balanced champion on release. They either suck or they are either completely overpowered. Well, he doesn't suck. Sometimes there's an echo in my game that does something, gets a few kills, they win the game. Well, maybe he's overpowered. Maybe people are just shit at him. And... But most of the time I see Echo and I'm like, all right, I know what this champion does. I'm going to sit at his recall and stun him. And that th that kind of works. Um, the I think the biggest advantage Echo has is that people in Wild Rift don't know what champions do. And yeah. so they spend way too many cooldowns on, his, uh, on him before he uses Parallel Convergence and resets his HP bar. And that's like his biggest advantage, but... Full AP Echo has enough assassin power to one-shot people if he gets out way ahead. I've only really seen him being played in the jungle. He's all right. So, yeah, I mean, I still have the same questions about Echo. It's it's The, the question about solo lane Echo is always, can he reach the breakpoint where he one-shots waves? If yes, he's broken. If no, he's crap. It's that simple, I think. Well, I guess by that metric, he's a little crap. Uh, well, it's yeah. also been... then he, No, then he's a jungler. Yeah. It's also been... That's where we consign everything that's crap. Players, characters. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, I've been learning AD carry over the last week. I just hit diamond as an AD carry for the first time. Um, Congrats. And I do have one more log to place in this. Uh, much like playing into Echo, it's free. I literally don't understand how people are like, playing AD carry is hard. The only thing you have to do, Leonard, is position correctly. And everything I mean, hard... else kind of doesn't matter. Yeah, but the hard part about playing AD carry is having a lot of control over the outcome of the game. Eh, I play support. I have more control over the outcome of the game while playing AD carry. I actually think supports have way more way more like control over the outcome of games. In than, organized than play, carry. yes. In Even in solo play, queue. 100%. In I think solo even in solo queue, it doesn't matter how good my engage is if the, my team doesn't see it and doesn't see the same angle and doesn't engage. That um, is true, but if you sometimes you okay, so sometimes you can still make your teammates like ten zero by like perma roaming, and that's like how supports control the game in the early to mid game. But sometimes it still doesn't matter. Like they could be ten zero and still like run it down. So, bad luck. Yeah, I I I agree with you. I think support is one of the most impactful roles in organized play or even if you have like one teammate who's playing mid lane right but yeah if you don't if you can't force the team to respond to the information you're gathering then yeah. you're just rolling the dice as to whether or not your teammates are looking at the map or whatever 
Yeah, that's fair. And then the problem with support is then you end up not having damage unless you play like, I guess you play like Pike, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's probably what I'm know- going to be one-tricking to climb. Do you know what my nightmare is? Do you know what I wake up screaming every single night with? I, it, it's this real nightmare. Yeah, so there's okay. a there's a super minion wave pushing in the top lane, and it's about to hit our nexus. And I ping it three times, and nobody on our team shifts to go get it. Oh, there's yeah. There's a dragon that... fight about to happen. Yeah. And I, on Alistair, need to stop this super minion wave. So I'm yes. trying to clear this wave, and I'm pressing all my buttons, and I'm not doing any damage, homo. And the dragon fight's about to start. Do I leave the wave there and let it crash into the Nexus? Will it be fine? The Nexus has a turret. I'm not doing any damage. <laughs> Do they need me in the dragon fight? That's the nightmare. No, I completely get that. I actually think the biggest problems with support is not be not not being able to carry the game through damage, but not being able to wave clear. So if your teammates never clear the waves, like you said then that's going to be a bit of an issue. That is fair. That's a good point. Um, that also happens to me sometimes. People, like, solo lane push, and I'm like, is anyone going to do anything about this Ramus? Yeah. yeah. No? I guess I just... I'm going to go brawm at him. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, Edie Carey... I'm not, I'm not, I haven't figured out how to do, like, optimal amounts of damage yet. I'm still very much working on that. Have you tried getting but good? But if you play Ash, and you play relatively safe, and you stay alive throughout the team fight, and put out even like, I think I'm about like 60% of what a good Ash player would be able to output during a fight. But if I'm able to just stay alive for the entire fight and put out 60% of maximum damage, that's enough. Yeah, I mean, that's really a goal. Like, you just stay alive and do as much damage as you can while staying alive. Even if you die, as long as you output enough damage, it's kind of enough. I, I feel like Marksman is... Well, I feel like a lot of people have the wrong idea about the role and what your your purpose is as a Marksman, right? They try to stay alive forever. Sometimes it's okay to die if you bait out key spells, if you do enough damage, if you get your spells off. It's okay. There, there are ways around it. Well, the problem that I see most marksman players have is they only have eyes for the damage. They're like, I yeah. gotta step forward so I do damage. That is not your job, King. Let your support engage. Let your top laner engage. Your job yeah. is to stay safe, and when the spells are spent, when people don't have mobility, you step on in, and you go, burp, burp, burp. You clean it right up. I, I guess it also depends on what kind of champ you're playing, but other than that, yeah. Pretty much. So, it's easy. Uh, and that kind of check-in, the, the 280 carries have been playing a lot, just because I am a role swap support, so I, I've been sticking with stuff that is very easy to wrap my head around. Yeah, I've been playing Ash, I've been playing Senna, I've been playing Varus, you know, ranged poke champions. Yeah, um, very straightforward, very strong, very effective. Right. So with that kind of check-in, I want to get back in our golf cart. It's an electric road legal vehicle. Anyone <laughs> over the age of 16 can buy one in the United States. And I want to drive it over to these patch notes. This is 3.2a. Okay. And we got baited and switched. Because we thought that, that 3.2 were gonna, was going to be the tournament patch. But this is probably the tournament patch, actually. Unless. But yeah, it probably is. So... How do you feel about these champion changes? Is there anything that's like jumping out to you? I can I can give you my hit list, but I feel like I've been talking a bit. Mm, 
I mean, I feel like the, the buffs and nerfs are all in the right place. It's good that you're buffing Fiora. It's good that you're nerfing Camille. Good that you're nerfing Olaf. I just don't know how big of a change most of these nerfs and buffs are. I think it's, it's good. You just give love taps to in the right places. Uh, nothing too significant. Honestly, I don't think, I don't see this changing anything. I think well, it's just everything will be a little bit more balanced here and there. Other than that, I, I don't think anything's too crazy. Uh, I think I think a couple of things are pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the biggest one, like the craziest one, is what you're talking about, which is that they didn't touch Aurelia at all. They were yes. like, "Hey, maybe she shouldn't work as well in the jungle," which true. Um, so she now does uh, half as much damage to monsters, which is, like, cool. On one of her Yeah, spots. set for RRQ, but I don't think many other teams are going to be playing that, so... But she's incredibly good right now. In yeah, lane, I, I in so. jungle, I don't think this even really slows down her clear speed. Um, yeah. So, they didn't really touch her, despite her currently being permaban. Um... They and then the the thing that I think the change that I think really is a big change uh, are mm, two and a half fold. I think Echo got hit with like a billion dollars. He got the he got the stimulus money over there. <laughs> um, his his play style. They didn't like narrow him down to a play style. They just made all of his numbers bigger. Um, and some I of the, mean, some of the, the big standout there, the 130% bonus damage to monsters is the big standout there. That that just screams Echo Jungle every single game. That's 130% bonus damage to monsters on Time Wonder, uh, Phase That's Dive, cute, which yeah. is the big, which is the big reset uh, where he where he jumps in. Uh, that now does 10% more AP on AP items. Um, he has like a billion more mana than he used to. His base yeah. health and base armor both got increased by like several dozen. Uh, like th- these are huge. <laughs> like he's. Yeah. We were just talking about how he was like a little bit underwhelming, but certainly not bad. Uh, Ali's gonna be real good. Yeah, I-, I think Echo Jungle is gonna be a big thing at Icons, and honestly, I would love to see it. It seems like a lot of fun. It seems like a really fun champion. It does make me wonder. Uh, I feel like we had this conversation the other day. It does make me wonder if this is maybe if that was maybe the point they were like. Of course, one hundred percent. Right, always does gnarly this. If Echo was played a pro. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, why do you think they're buffing Fiora ahead of Icons? Like, it's it's they love to see these champions. These champions are fun to watch on the biggest stage of all. People love to see this stuff. Can't blame them. I get it. Uh, the other fun champion they decided to let us play for icons is a treat. Is Alistair? I think sure, yeah, Alistair, that's a good one. I think Alistair got enough buffs that he's going to be solidly one of the top supports. It's been yeah. Braum for a while, just because there's not really. They've been like nerfing Braum to the point where he's not very good anymore. But there's nothing else that they've been buffing, so playing support just sucks. I've roll swapped to eighty carry. But these Alistair buffs, um, I think, do make him do give him more impact. They let him roam more confidently because his cooldowns are all shorter, so he'll be able to do more in team fights and be able to get across the map quicker. 
I think what something that I really like here as well, it's not gonna be game changing, are the Zix changes. So like Zix is yeah, still gonna get played. Yeah. Like these nerves aren't gonna stop people from picking Zix. But nerfing his ability to zone control, now that is so good because this champion is just so disgusting, so gross, too strong, so it's good enough. Yeah, and they nerfed exactly the... the right thing as well. They didn't nerf the damage. They nerfed the cooldown and how long that minefield stays there, which I think is, is exactly what you should be nerfing. This is the second time they've hit that ability as well. It used to Good. be uh, it used to be ten second duration on the mines. Uh, they would yeah, stay out on the field for ten seconds. Yeah, that's completely fucked up, by the way. Like, can I just say that's fucked up? There's a there's a I think it's a video. One of the developers was talking about it on his personal Twitch channel. Yeah, where he was like explaining the patch notes, and he was like, "And so uh, my coworker said to me that you know that minefield stays out there for ten seconds." And I said, "What? Why is that true?" <laughs> um, and so they've now completely halved it. It's now a five-second duration on that minefield and eighteen seconds on the cooldown. Yeah, um, I agree with you. That's not going to take Ziggs out of meta, but it is going to make him less oppressive. It's going to make it harder for him to be safe in lane. No, these are very needed nerfs. I think the main thing is this hurts his ability, uh, his strengths around uh, objective controls, around Baron, around Dragon. But that's 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 good. This is this is much needed, and he's still gonna have a lot of damage. He's still gonna have a lot of wave clear, so he's still gonna get picked. Nothing really changes there. Uh, nothing really extreme for me in the patch note corners. I think that's about it from my end. I am. Uh, I did want to touch on. Uh, the the rune tweaks, one of the reasons, of course, I was playing AD carry was that I wanted to have more of a handle on all the new runes and items they added for that role. Um, and they, they, they made, I think, the necessary change, because the experience I've been having is that Kraken Slayer and Lethal Tempo are good, but yes. Conqueror is still the best rune. If you're playing a lot of characters, Conqueror just gives you more damage than the alternatives. Um, so they've knocked it down here. They they nerfed it. They they nerfed it pretty significantly. It's basically two percent off all stages of it. Yeah. Um, and the the kind of note I have is this isn't just going to hurt AD carries. This is actually going to hurt a lot of mid lane mages as well. Uh, a lot of the mid lane sustain mages were running conqueror. Uh, Oriana yeah. is a very good example. Um, and a lot of other characters that cannot really access Lethal Tempo or Kraken Slayer, don't get a whole lot of value out of those runes, will now be dropped down a peg. Um, yeah, I, I also do think this just makes them take Electrocute and they're like Marksman. I'm not exactly sure about the exact numbers. You could still take Conqueror, but I think like, yeah, like, like Lethal sucks, Tempo. dude. Kraken Slayer. Well, situationally, right? I, I don't really like... I honestly have never liked Conqueror on Ori anyway. I think she's just forced to take it because there's no better runes on her. So... Yeah. Well, she's forced to take it because Electrocute sucks to such an astonishing degree. Because yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. the reason I think Electrocute sucks is because it doesn't do that much damage, first of all, and second of all, it only targets the first person in a fight, right? So, in and in Wilder PC, the pace of game is slow Wild enough that that's PC. not a... like it, I'm trying it out. Um, <laughs> but in... Wild Rift, when you uh, are fighting somebody in lane, you're probably fighting two people in lane, or if you're fighting someone in lane, somebody else is going to come to that lane pretty quickly, uh, especially in mid lane. 
and so your electrocute just isn't there. It's just not a rune for like half the fights you take. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it, yeah, it's it's it sucks. I don't really like any of the runes. Maybe like airy, I guess, on Ariana, but yeah, life is just rough. Yeah. I've been going airy scorch on like half of my poke AD carries. Yeah, that's and the fine, amount yeah. of damage I do to somebody after they think I'm done hitting them is really messed up. Like, all right, I'm out. Uh, their health just keeps ticking. <laughs> you get hit by the cute li little airy spell. <laughs> Plink. <laughs> it's, it's always really satisfying to see someone like leave your screen and then like a minute later you hear the plink sound effect and you get a kill <laughs> no the best part is when the airy spell flies back to you true 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 um yeah i think that's about it for patch note corner as well i think that's cool. a it's a good breakdown it's it's not a big patch it's just a letter patch it's point yeah. two a but mm -hmm. some it's needed nothing tweaks crazy. they messed with some of the items but i don't think it'll matter much good tweaks though but yeah yeah um let's get into our power rankings then we're kind of schmoving along nice i decided i don't know about you but i've been feeling a little more upbeat recently um, okay you've been on like permanent vacation i took a train <laughs> vacation for a bit you know we're thriving out here so sure, i decided living our best to lives. In exactly so i decided to invert one of the things that we did very early on in this show, kind of return to a classic for episode 10, you know how it is. Um, I wanted us to rank the best solo queue teammates. So when in you log in to the solo queue draft and you see a champion lock-in, what is the champion lock-in that makes you go, oh, we're going to win this one? That's a good question, Thomas. I... Are we doing five to one or like what? Yeah. So so one being the very best, the one where you're like, GG, they should surrender. Yeah. Oh man, this is you know your list. Why don't, why don't you go ahead and read your list, and then I'll then I'll point something out. Okay. So my list starts with Nunu, Galio, Bran, Darius, and it ends with number one Sinzao. All right. Um, so your list really does uphold my kind of age-old theory that if you have tanks, you're going to win. Because True. But tanks there are, are just so much here. easier to execute in the late game, especially. Yes. In team fights, especially. Yes. But there are also other factors here. One is that ease of execution, besides the fact that, yes, you're tanky, you'll notice that almost none of these champions have really any skill shots. They're all point and click. They're all very simple to play. You target lock Sinzao, you audacious charge onto the dude's face, you block every damage out, every piece of damage outside the circle. Uh, it's just very easy to play and very effective champions. Brand, you press R, you get a good R off, you win the team fight. You don't really need to do anything fancy. And I think that's the most important thing in solo queue. Also, I have another criteria, which there are a lot of champions which are very simple to play, right? Champions like Yumi, champions like uh, Soraka. But the problem, the reason why I didn't include those champions in the list is sometimes people who play those champions tend to AFK a lot. Like if I play Yumi, sometimes I'm just chilling. I'm not really doing anything. My head's not really in it. These champions are a good middle ground between easy to play and like you can't AFK to play them. Yeah, you don't literally mean walk away from your phone, but you mean like glaze yes. over a bit. 
Yes. All right. It's simple to play. You don't have to sweat 500 APM, you know? I had a Zin Zhao, actually, just the other day. I was playing, and this was on stream. I can find the clip. I was uh -huh. playing Senna. The entire enemy team is running past me, and I'm kiting them. I'm doing great work. I'm playing on T1. I'm doing an auto attack. I'm running away. I'm doing an auto attack. I'm running away. I'm rooting the whole group doing an auto attack. I have them down to like a third their HP, and there's a Zin Zhao in the bush around the corner. I'm like, this is great. I'm going to kite the whole team past the Zin Zhao. He's going to clean him up. I do yeah. so. The Zin Zhao is in his shop. He does not look up. He does not notice. I die to the entire <laughs> enemy team. So, I don't know. <laughs> My point well, is sometimes Zin Zhao's go AFK, but that's why he's number five, right? Sometimes everyone goes AFK. No, no, no. Zin Zhao's my number one. You've got to listen reverse. Sorry, my bad. Nunu's my number what? five. Number one is Zin. Zin oh, is okay. the king. Because he's so straightforward. You don't even have to hit the snowball. You just dash on the dude and mash your buttons. Well, maybe I would put Darius a little bit lower on the list, actually. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to change up my list a little bit. I'm going to move Darius down to fourth. And then everything else gets bumped up, except for Darius. Yeah, that looks right to me. Uh, talk to me about Nunu here. Yeah, just a really, pretty much the same thing. He's tanky, he's easy to play, he has a decent amount of damage, and Snowball is just the best ganking spell in solo queue. I, I, I don't think I've seen anyone not die to a Snowball gank ever. So, I, I do want to highlight something else here, uh, which is the mental buff. Every single character here is really fun to play. Yeah. Um, when you like playing Nunu, Nunu players, Darius players, and Gallia players are always having a great time. Yeah, like, I can agree as a Darius player. Even if you're losing, you're still like, oh, ho, ho, I'm going to get the guillotine. This guy thinks he's so good. He's got four <laughs> levels on me and I'm going to chop. Right? It's a good time. And you just need the one reset. Yeah. And you know, there are champions that you can play even if you're down 4 billion gold and still have a good time playing. Yeah. Um, so, I think, that, I think that matters as well. I'll read my list and then we'll argue it out. We'll find our, our official list. Uh, my list, top to bottom, is Garen, Aurelia, Ziggs, Galio, Ash. Um, yeah. Similar criteria. Very easy to execute. Yes, I include Aurelia in there. Aurelia... Very difficult to play, like, well, but I think she's overwhelming enough that yes, the only agreed. people who pick her in solo queue are the people that, like, have some idea how to play her. And if you have some idea what her spells do, you don't actually need to be that good to play her well. Yeah, you can just I think she's in a very face role state right now. I do agree. No. Like, you don't have to be insane to play her. Um, and the way Aurelia works... Yeah, maybe she sucks and loses lane, but it doesn't matter if I can keep this game going, and you bet you bet I can. That's what I do. We're going to get to 15 minutes, and this Aurelia is going to win. Yep, pretty much. Um, so, like, Ziggs and Ash are my two kind of damage dealer carries. They're very good at... Like, if, if I, as a support player, make space in a team fight, and we have a Ziggs and Ash, they will win the fight. Yeah. Um, so just very easy to execute, kind of the, the damage dealer equivalent. You can tell here from my list that I play support, and these are the characters that I'm thrilled to see on my team while I'm playing support. <laughs> As um, you should. Yeah. Did we include, when we made the toxic list that was like, these are the worst solo Q teammates, did we include Malphite? I don't believe we did. 
Like, what were we doing? Because I cannot think of a pit of despair deeper than seeing a Malphite locked in on my team. <laughs> well, Malphite's straightforward enough. Yeah, it's not the worst forward does nothing. <laughs> and the, their entire kit rests on their ability to land a skill shot, Leonard. And, like, a pretty small skill shot as well. It is really hard to hit an unstoppable force in, in Wild Rift. So, well, I mean, it's not that hard, but it's really hard for solo people. It's pretty anyway, hard, yeah, it's pretty hard. We're being positive today. We're being upbeat today. Um, let's combine the lists. I think, obviously, we agree on Galio. Should we lock him in at, like, a three-honor combined list? Maybe even higher. Okay. Because we, we both agree put? on it. Maybe, like, we could do a two. Okay. Wait, what's your Careful. one? Your one is Ash, right? No, my one is Garen. Oh, okay. I would be okay to have Galio as our combined one. No. I'm Over not agreeing to Garen one. Brand. Because I have Ziggs, Aurelia, Garen in between. Yeah, I'm not putting Garen as, at one. I think Would he just does Garen too little. Like two, if, your, if your team is not good, Garen is not a one. As, and so, like, yeah, like, but a lot of Garen players are very squishy. As well. If I'm playing something squishy and there's a Garen, I know I can stand behind it. But Garen attracts a lot of AFK players as well, which is something that I actively try to avoid in my power ranking. Okay, all right. As uh, Galio number one. Yeah. We can do Garen two tree. Galio two tree. I I'm happy with that. Or Garen two tree. I'm happy with that. And I want. I do want to get um, Nunu in there somewhere. Because you Probably like four five. Nunu is like the easiest jungle. And you will note, I have no jungle champions on my list, except maybe Aurelia. But I have no jungle champions on my list because I was thinking about it. And I was like, I cannot think of a single jungle lock-in that makes me feel good about our odds Nunu. of winning the game. Yeah. And Nunu, Nunu, Nunu is kind of the exception to that. Yeah, because you know even if your jungler is like trash, like these champs are easy enough to play, that they can't really mess it up that bad. So would you would you feel comfortable going like Galio, Garen, Nunu, not in like one, two, three, but like in some order on the list? Sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy to have Galio number one. I'm happy to get Garen somewhere in there four, three, maybe even two, and then Nunu like a four, five is good for me. Other than that, I would want Brand in there. You want Brandon. Talk to me. Yes. Because Brandon's just so simple. He's like literally the easiest main champion to play. He does a million damage. You literally just press R, press W. You miss half your spells. It doesn't matter. Half your spells can't be missed. Your R and your E. And your W is pretty hard to miss too. Even if you go through the entire game, not adding your Q, it's just so simple and you do so much damage. You just need one out to win a team fight. And in solo queue, it's so messy as well. People just run around and, and team fight. So you just do a lot of work. But... Mm, I was going to say nobody understands how pyroclasm works. Sure, that but is then true. I realized but they don't. Nobody need to. understands how pyroclasm works. Yes. So for every time that the brand throws the ultimate on a single player who's all alone and gets no stacks, there's a time that the brand throws the ultimate and the entire enemy team walks into it. So, all right, I'm with you. Um, yeah. Can we can we go? Can we go? Galio, Brand, Garen, Ash, Nunu. We could do that. I'm happy with that. I'm happy to have uh, Ash in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Galio would be number one though, right? Yeah, so I'm happy with that. 
Okay, I think that's good, because the big thing with Ash for me is that she is so dead simple yes. that if I give she an Ash player a space to operate, she will yeah. do a ton of damage. And people that play Ash are not the people that think they're faker. Like, again, yeah. there's, like, yes. faker syndrome, where if somebody locks in Lucian, there's, like, a 50% <laughs> chance that they are going to run it down so yeah. hard. Whereas yeah. someone that locks in Ash wants to sit at the back of the fight and do damage, and that is their dream. Yes. And, and it also doesn't really attract dream. AFK players, because you're, the nature of your kit, you have to be active. Half your spells need you to be active. So yeah, I like and it. A, a good Ash arrow that you don't expect, where you're like losing a fight and then an Ash arrow comes from the other side of the map, that is yeah. the hypest moment that a teammate can give you in Wild Rift. Where you're like, I'm doomed, and then an ash arrow comes in, and you're like, never mind! <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I think this is a good list. I'm pretty happy All with right. it. Top to bottom, the official out-of-hand list of the best teammates you can have in solo queue is number one, Galio players, number two, Brand players, number three, Garen players, number four, Ash players, and rounding it up, shout out to Nunu players. <laughs> Uh, and then let's do our reporting <clears throat> thumbs up and get out of here, Leonard. Okay. Um, reporting today. Oh, man. What is yours? Let's go with yours first. What is my report? Easy. Yeah. My report is whatever is going on with European group draws. We need to get back <laughs> into Team Cases group draw balls. We need to know what's going on. Why did the, they, they drew the best possible groups... Two years in a row across three group draws, play-ins and group stage, then the second best team in their play-ins group can't make the event randomly, and so they get a lower-seeded team, the lowest-seeded team at the entire tournament in their group. It's insane! Thomas, I'm going to be fair with you here, and I'm going to say that Africa, or the Kwangdu Freaks, sorry, the Kwangdu Freaks and Buriram United being in Sentinel's group is also a group of life for them. It's the best chance they're going to get. KDF are good, dude. Well, they have two seeds getting out. That. Like, dude, look, BRU are good, KDF are good. They're all good. It's just the least, the the you know, pick your poison, right? Like, I would take between... KDF. I think KDF are better than JT. Possibly, possibly, but if you look think... at the rest of the groups, I think it's it's still one of the best groups you could possibly get. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I think Sentinels got a pretty solid group draw, but they yeah. didn't get one of the teams to drop out three weeks before the <laughs> tournament and get replaced by the lowest-seeded well, team in the tournament. Yeah, that that one is just something else. It is what it is. Something's up with the EU group draws. They've got an international espionage ring, like rigging. Some, I don't know what's going on. Well, I'm not going to say anything about that because at the end of the day, EU's still not going to make it out of groups. NA's still not going to make it out of groups. So nothing really changes. Oh, I was so excited for like 30 seconds there. I was going to be like, woo! And then you followed it up by saying, my boys weren't getting out of groups either. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. This, this knife cuts both ways. So my thumbs down is going to be... <laughs> having to wait another like three weeks for icons can that be my thumbs down can i thumbs sure. down the fact that i have to wait three more weeks oh sorry two and a half three weeks before icon starts that's a little bit too long it's a bit too long without any action so that's gonna be my report what do you did you see in? the new can i can i tag a report onto your report go ahead yeah can I, it's a yumi report it's kind of floating alongside being useless <laughs> um 
the new Wild Rift Esports website, wildriftesports.com. Really yeah. cool website. However, <laughs> however, it's completely unpopulated, right? Because there's no there's okay. no games yet. Yes. So it's just like uh, it's a spreadsheet of it's like barren. TBD versus TBD. Oh, I saw. And yeah. Then after that, <laughs> it'll be TBD versus TBD. <laughs> but stay tuned because our final game that day will be TBD versus TBD. <laughs> I love it. The whole schedule is just TBD against TBD. I love it. It's incredible. Yeah, I do love it. Yeah. Maybe that's a right. thumbs up, honestly. That's your thumbs up? Mm, no, but it's 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 maybe a Yumi thumbs up. You know, it's okay. you know it is the Yumi report thumbs up. It's jumping back and forth. Sure, sure. It's Wait, maybe there a good is thing, a, maybe a bad. There is a match schedule that is on Liquipedia, but I don't know how accurate that is, so I'm not going to quote that. Yeah, the Liquipedia one claims they know what teams are going to play at what time. Yeah, but it's probably like they're just throwing things out there, right? And then they'll change it depending on what happens. Well, it's based on seeding, so it should be accurate, but the schedule that Riot uses might not be just seeding. It might also be, well, we want to have the American team play later in the day so that the Americans can wake up and watch it. Uh, we want to have the best game at this time because this will be when peak viewership is. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, okay. Uh, I'm not going to give a thumbs up this week. I'm just going to do double report. Is that fine? Is that allowed? I do. Oh, sure, yes. Okay, the fact that Icons is in Singapore again. Because Horizon oh, yeah. Cup was in Singapore. And now Icons is in Singapore. That's a thumbs down for me. Uh, but, but well, it was, it was COVID, right? They wanted to have yeah, it in it, I, it's out of necessity, but come on. Can we, why don't you report? COVID then. Okay, I report COVID. Very good. All right. Well, that'll get him. This is, uh, we've actually all been waiting for that. And I'm pretty sure now that you've reported <laughs> him, uh, we've solved the Can problem. Can we get COVID banned real quick? <laughs> Can we get a 9X on, on COVID? <laughs> Intentionally harming my own team. Ah. <laughs> oh. Um, my thumbs up. That one's easy. Uh, I did a stream yesterday where I finally hit Diamond as an AD carry. So, the whole gang there, everyone who played with me, uh, how easy AD carry is, uh, everything. That experience. I'm now a Diamond rated AD carry player. Call me rest. I'm coming for the WNS championship. Okay, let's go, Thomas. Uh, also, secondary thumbs up. Uh, I started the show, so I have that authority. Uh, secondary oh, yes. thumbs up. My bonus thumbs up for today is this podcast, you, Leonard, because we've hit episode 10. Very sweet of you. Yeah. I'm very excited to hit the marker. I'm very excited to continue doing the show as long as we can keep it going. And you can find every episode of the show if you would like to listen to any of the old episodes over at podcast.esportstj.com. There are also links there to listen to this show on the podcast app of your choice. You name it, we're on it. Stitcher, that's us. Pocket Casts, that's us. Uh, basically, <laughs> everything is there. Fantastic. Uh, you have just sent me a tweet. Would you like to read that tweet or do you want to... Yeah, like this dude said, Hey TJ, would you mind promoting your podcast here on Twitter? You are fucking lazy on promoting your shit. And I agree. Dub to you, JP. 
Shout out to at JPNexus14. <laughs> um, I enjoy all nine episodes of Out of Hand, he writes. The poor guy. I can't imagine sitting through nine episodes of this. Yeah, I, nine ep Damn. That's nine hours of his life. He's not going to get back, Leonard. I love you, JPNexus. And some of the, one of those shows is like three hours. I forget what caused that. I think it was you. It's usually you. It, well, it's usually me, but you, there had to have been some buy-in. There had to have been some yeah. event. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> 100%. But it's you. Maybe that, maybe that was the geography one. Maybe that was when you got really into geography. Highly likely. But thankfully, I'm on vacation, so we got to keep the episode snappy so I can uh, live my life. Right, this is you telling me to stop the show, to wrap up the show. This is what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, wrap it up, Thomas. Let's go. Okay. You can find Omo on Twitter <laughs> at Omo2 underscore 2. I hear he's doing VCT finals. That's Valorant finals, baby. No, I'm not. He's an esports caster. Oh. Just playoffs. He's doing playoffs. <laughs> just one I day of playoffs. That Riot Games let him do playoffs after they heard this podcast, which is uh, hitting know. episode 10 this week. You can I find know. more information. You can find more information about the podcast <laughs> over at podcast.esportstj.com. You can also find me at esportstj.com. I put up some articles or some blog posts last week uh, about the patch, and I have some more scheduled to go up this week. So they're, sometimes it's like a, I need to write them. They're written. They're just scheduled. Uh, nice. You can also find me on Twitter at EsportsTJ. You can find Wild Drift Esports at WildDriftEsports.com, and you should. It's a very funny website. That's all. Tune in next week when we're going to be back with our second double-digit episode, Leonard. Nice. Episode 11. Hyped. Ooh. Pumped.